Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Captain Storm number 16, cover date November-December 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Irv Novik, edited by Robert Kaniger, featuring Battle of the Stinging Mosquito, written by Robert Kaniger, art by Jack Abel. And My Mother Was a Spad Pilot, written by Howard Liss, art by Gene Collan. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Captain Storm is injured while fighting off the combined attack of a Japanese sub and fighter. In the hospital, he meets the Admiral's daughter, who falls for him, so the Admiral transfers Storm to carrier duty to protect him. Meanwhile, a lady pilot? Crazy! Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. On a hill, my mother prayed her blessing on me there. She was taking them to Jesus while everything was still, and I heard my mother call my name in prayer. T T P T P T testing testing. Oh wait, we're on. We're on. Hi. Hello. How you been? Oh, okay. Just okay. Just okay. All right. Rough week. Rough week. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guess what? What? It's Sunday afternoon and no one's mowing. Well, that's because the grass is not growing. You know why? Because we live on a scorched earth that's never going to rain again. Yes, thanks to climate uh, change, where we now live in a hellscape. Um, they've been calling for rain every day this week, mm. and no, not a drop to have. Lots of cloudy skies, lots of stormy-looking weather passing Windy. right over us. Yesterday, wasn't that unbelievable? That that wind? It was crazy. The trees were bending back and forth. I thought for sure we'd have a hailstorm or something, but nothing. No, you know, down in D.C., they had all kind of terrible storm damage. Did they really? Mm-hmm. My goodness, not a drop here. Nope. Well, here, of course, we don't water our lawns. Um, it's very Some unusual. Some people do. 
But none of in our neighborhood does. No, one I in never, our neighborhood, no. No, and I never actually go beside anybody who's watering their lawn. I never see it on the way I, to work. Well, I don't leave the house, so I'll have right. to take your word for it. So if our ground, if our, if our grass just turns uh, brown, it just turns brown. That's you know, it looks like everybody else's grass. Pardon right? me for one minute, cat. If you turn that bowl over onto the floor, it's the end for you. Cat, will oh, he's just he's flicking just cat food flicking out, and chasing food it out of his bowl and. Chasing it. Well, like a bug. He's still a kitten. And why are we spending money on all those expensive cat toys when we could just put bugs in the house and the cat's <laughs> just as happy chasing a bug? I've seen these really interesting things where people put these on platforms on the walls at different angles and let uh -huh. the cats run up the walls. Uh huh. I thought it was kind of interesting. I'm not sure I want to do that to our house. Though. No, I don't think so. Unless it's a fetching mid century design that you make out of little shelves. Oh. I'd go for that. Okay. Well, yes. here we are. Yes. With Captain Storm, Peg Leg PT Boat Captain. The skipper, patrol, sorry. Patrol Torpedo Boat. Patrol Torpedo Boat Skipper, boat. Captain Storm, mm -hmm. number 16, mm -hmm. November, December 1966. As you remember, Captain Storm uh, lost his leg and his boat and his whole crew and uh, then decided it was a great idea for him to pursue another command with right. a whole new crew and a new boat. Yes. And I think we've seen about five issues of Captain Storm, in each of which he has also lost a boat. <laughs> well, he doesn't lose a boat this time. No, but no, no. But he loses his, his nearly his loses job. his life and his yeah. girlfriend, and his job and everything. Yeah. Uh, Captain Storm fights an admiral to meet the enemy eyeball to eyeball in battle the battle of the, the stinging mosquito. Mosquito, of don't course, sting. is a... Mosquitoes uh, don't sting. What? Mosquitoes bite. They don't sting. They don't have stingers. Yes, but mosquito in this context refers to the actual PT boat. Okay. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Storm thought he was going to spend the rest of the war on his PT boat. But that was before he met the enemy and the Admiral's daughter. Which was worse. We'll find out. The daughter. Spoiler mm. alert. You'll goggle at the explosive answer in the Navy Action Fun Fest. Battle, Battle of the, the Stinging mosquito. mosquito. I'm sorry I cut you off earlier. Did you have any more interesting neighborhood gossip to share or news of the week? Uh, oh, I saw um, almost all the plays at the Contemporary American Theater Festival this week. Yes. They're great. I loved them. They're wonderful. There's just one I didn't get to see. You're on the board, aren't you? Uh, by by default, I'm ex officio member because I'm. Uh, well, I don't. That's staff. not. That's Latin. Sure. I don't understand what that means. By by matter of my office, not I'm not a I'm not a, a ruling member of the CATF board. I don't have voting privileges and, and such. And I, you don't right. bring in donors. You just no no go to the meetings. Right. I represent my university. Yep. That's fine. Yep. Yep. I'm not on any boards. I wish I was. You're like, on our HOA board. Well, I'm the president. Yeah. So, so does that count? Yeah, probably. Okay. It's an association. It's not a board. Right, 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 right. Uh, Captain Storm's thinking to himself, or talking to us, it's hard to tell which, as Skipper of PT-47, that's the name of his PT boat, Yeah. I usually was busier than a wooden leg pin boy ducking wild bowlers. <laughs> it's your dad's voice. Uh, so they're on the PT boat. They see an enemy sub dead ahead. They also see a Japanese Zero coming in at 10 o'clock. Right. That would be a plane. So the gunners are assigned to keep the plane busy while 
the PT boat is, PT is boat zeroing on in the on sub. the yeah closing in yeah, yeah yeah on the sub. The sub, of course, is on the surface, starts firing at the PT boat before they can launch a torpedo. And the Zero, of course, because there's not enough space in between the sub and the PT boat, the Zero is not going to fire until they uh, are away from the sub. Right. Otherwise, they risk the Japanese uh, plane risks firing upon the Japanese sub. Right. Mm -hmm. So the sub dives Mm -hmm. to get out of the way. And they throw some what they call ash cans, which are explosives, into the water. Yes. And successfully explode and damage the submarine, which rises immediately to the surface. But then what happens? The The Zero zero airplane comes in and starts firing again, which is funny because the PT boat is right next to the sub. The smoking now sub. But then Captain Storm says, let's let's bring the uh, PT boat close to the smoke of the uh, uh, the submarine so that they can't see us. Right. He's a smart cookie. Uh, the Zero keeps on firing. Mm-hmm. And the PT boat fires back and knocks it out of the sky, along with a giant piece of shrapnel that hits Captain Storm right on the side of the head knocks and him knocks out. him out. Somebody He's else. lucky he didn't lose an eye. He's lucky he didn't lose his head. Uh, Flying at that speed. Also, spoiler alert: he will actually lose an eye in the future. Oh, he will. Yeah, he's very—he's not very, very lucky. Unvery, excuse me, very unlucky man, isn't I'll he? I'll say, my goodness. Um, somebody shouts, "The skipper's been tagged!" And the next thing we know, we can turn a couple pages over, and he awakes in a hospital. Awakes in the hospital. There's the admiral come to see him mm-hmm. with his daughter Rita Hayworth. <laughs> uh, by the way, this is my daughter, Wynne. She likes to baby wounded heroes. First of all, why is she there in a foreign uh, theater of war? Well, they're not, uh, they're, they're obviously on the base. I mean, they're not like in enemy lines. Right. In enemy territory. But say. why does this pert young teenager get to just come around and uh, pretend she's a nurse if she's not? I, I don't, oh, daddy. I don't know. She says, Oh, Daddy, you know how fathers are, Lieutenant Storm. No, well, no, no, Miss. I, I mean, uh, I'm a bachelor. She's like putting kisses all over. She's a streetwalker, oh. as my mother would say. <laughs> then I can kiss you for your bravery, Lieutenant, without having to worry about your being married. Oh, that's when Lee came in. Is it Leah? Or Leah. Le- Leah came Nurse in. Nurse Leah. And her eyes drilled me like torpedoes running straight, hot, and true. Uh, Leah you may not recall, is the nurse who convinced him to take his wooden leg and get right back into battle. Okay. That's his origin story. She's very involved. And uh, this streetwalker, she's got red hair, so you already know she's bad news. Mm, She's a vixen. Is literally laying on top of Captain Storm in his sick bed. He's His arms are underneath the covers. Arms are under the covers. His head's bandaged up. He's pulling away from her. She is cradling his head like Salome and John the Baptist. <laughs> uh, oh, hi, Nurse Leah. Uh, the, 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 this is the Admiral's daughter. <laughs> I, I see. see. I mean, really see. So the Admiral's daughter won't leave him alone. Uh, she says that Daddy says, Daddy says you should be sailing on a big ships instead of those little peanut boats. Not peanut, 
mosquito boats. I wouldn't trade places with the Admiral, if you'll excuse me for saying so. Now here comes Leah. (laughs) (laughs) And kicks Captain Storm right in his wooden leg. Oh, she's the worst. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have any choice. When your boss comes around and wants you to make time with his daughter, what are you going to do? Well, she got her shot in the day he was being discharged. She says, you're wasting your ammo. That's my wooden leg. I couldn't help it, Leah. She's uh, the Admiral's daughter. He can have me transferred to Garbage Scow. That's true enough. And he was transferred all right. He was transferred all right, right up to middle management. (laughs) Now he's on an aircraft carrier. He's the uh, Admiral's little do-boy. Yep. I don't know what that's like, being transferred to middle management and then just stand around waiting for your boss to tell you things to do. No, you don't know that. That sounds awful. (laughs) Uh... Now, Captain Storm says right away, I'd like to go back to my own boat, sir. Mm -hmm. And the Admiral says, denied. (laughs) Denied. Now, he visits his boat and his good comrades on board. And uh, he says to his fellow PT boatmate, who wants to spend a war aboard that floating barge? Right. Meaning the aircraft carrier. Yeah, yeah. And the guy says, yeah, but it sure is a lot more comfortable than this bouncing flea bag, isn't it? <laughs> but we PT boatmen have to learn to take it. What? What? I have to learn to take it, sir. Yeah. It's not everyone who can, sir. That's right. So from the deck of his carrier, he watched uh, JG take his boat out. That means junior grade. Junior grade, yeah. Junior grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaving him behind, but somehow I'll get back. Somehow. This is, then it was our turn, and I said goodbye to win. Take good care of my precious daddy. Don't so worry, he's taking off honey. with the Admiral, right? Yep, off with the Admiral on the aircraft carrier. Leah is not having it. No, she's looking stern. Look, look at that. Look at that face. It's no wonder she pushed him back to battle. A sailor who's safe just isn't a sailor at all, sir. She could cut a tree down with that face. And the, the ends of her hair. It's look at that. so flip. sharp. It's very severe. Mm-hmm. Uh,. Storm says, hey, I'm a victim of consequences. I can't help it. Yeah, I can't. It's true. There's no way out of this. Right. Uh, he doesn't have any friends on board because he's middle management. He can't be friends with his inferiors, and he can't be friends with the Admiral. Right. Even though he's probably going to be his son-in-law someday. When the carrier got into a fight, this is what the Admiral would say. Our guns will knock out the enemy out of the water long before we can even see them. He's like, great action, sir. <laughs> bam, bam, yeah. bam, bam, bam. Right? And then... Uh, and when enemy planes did get near enough to be seen, our fighter screen won't let a single zero through. Great action, sir. <laughs> machine against machine, what good am I in this kind of war? A peg-legged PT boat captain. Why, he really enjoyed being the PT boat captain. You know why? Because he'd shoot a plane out of the sky and then he'd dive into the ocean and start punching Japanese people. They were right in the middle of the action. They yes, were the action. They yeah. made the action. And he goes, uh, so the admiral says, hold on, my cap, uh, excuse me, Hold my cap, son. It's hotter than inside a dish of a chili cone carne. I'm. What is this, Sergeant Rock, with all the I metaphors? Uh, yes, sir. I guess that's what I'm good for now. Boy, Holding he's. Holding the Admiral's cap. He's on a pity party, isn't he? Yeah. And he doesn't usually, you know, whine about his wooden leg or anything. No, he's not whining about his wooden leg. He's whining about the fact that he's not in the action. In fact, he's more often than not just, you know, intentionally destroying his wooden leg to get out of some <laughs> scrape. Because he can always get a new Will one. Will you get off the wooden leg? Well, I'm just... That's probably the dozenth time you said wooden leg. Well, if you're on, we're reading Batman, we're talking about his utility belt. Okay. We're reading 
Wonder Woman. We talked about her lasso. That's his thing. Let's talk about Captain uh, for a second. Let's Captain Storm. talk about let's, appliances. Let's, let's talk about appliances. <laughs> let's talk about Captain Storm. No, yes. Captain Storm. He really is a man who doesn't. He seems to always win in the end, but he has a series of very unfortunate circumstances yes. that have him close to the end of his life quite often, right? Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler it's... alert, he's going to become leader of a group known as the Losers. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, now, he's taking a stroll on the deck of the aircraft carrier, <laughs> and he slips on some grease, and he falls. Whoops! Off the aircraft carrier. Now, I've seen aircraft carriers. Yeah. They're quite high. Quite high, but also I imagine they clean up the grease. Somebody does. Well, I'm sure someone does. Some, well, someone will get uh, chewed out for that. He does slip on the grease and he goes over. No one saw him splash in. And it is possible that you can fall off an aircraft carrier and no one can see you. So here's some good advice. Mm -hmm. If you have uh, a wooden leg... Mm -hmm. Uh, and you decide to go for a walk yes. on the deck of an aircraft carrier. Yes. Don't walk right at the edge. Yeah. And watch out for grease. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and they didn't have jets in this war. So, no. Um, so yeah. this is like motor oil or maybe is it cooking grease? A cookie just came uh, up no. from the... It's not cooking. It's definitely airplane oil or some sort of motor oil. Well, they yes. have food on board, don't they? Somebody's got to cook it. But they're not going to throw it overboard there. They have, uh, they do dispose of their of their trash out at sea, though. But they do, they send it out other ways, closer to the, closer to the water line. Yeah. But what if it was like a crab boil or something, and they just happen to have all the cooking stuff up on the deck because they need the open air cooking? Or what if they? What if it's Thanksgiving and they're deep frying a turkey? Okay, I doubt this is a, a puddle of Wesson oil bomb. I mean, it's cover date November 1966. It could be from deep frying a turkey. They didn't deep fry turkeys back then, did they, in the 60s? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't alive then. I was, kind of, but not making Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> uh, okay, so he falls in, and guess who rescues him? His PT boat, exactly. JG. yeah. They said they, they were trailing the sub that's shadowing the flat top, meaning they've been the PT boat has been trailing a sub that has been shadowing the aircraft carrier. Right. And very often, they can be right below the aircraft carrier, and the aircraft carrier won't even know it. Uh, they're picking up a lot of signals on the radar, mm -hmm. but they can't tell which is which. It's, the sub could be right underneath the carrier, yeah. for all they know. I'm enjoying some mint iced tea today. Oh? Yes. Do go on. Well, it was the very last tea bag, so it's not well, that strong. I'm drinking a Fresca. Oh, which Fresca. Is awfully the, refreshing. The fresh is in the name. It is uh, the original grapefruit citrus sparkling soda water, and it's hard to find in stores. Yeah, we do love Fresca, don't we? Yeah, we do. I had one when I came home from church. I did too, and this is my second one. Yeah, it's, uh, it goes well with vodka. Also, it does. Spoiler alert! It's also great on its own. It's great over ice. It's great with a twist of lemon or lime. It's wonderful. Now, even in the dusk, they can see a torpedo wake heading toward the aircraft carrier. Mm -hmm. They make full speed and alert the carrier, and then they start firing at the torpedo. It's no good, so mm -hmm. they dump in more of these. Munitions that they keep in barrels. Call them ash cans. Ash cans. Depth charges. That's yeah. what they yeah. are. And they are successful in getting the first torpedo. Oh, I said first. 
because it really, they didn't know if there was another one, but they immediately saw a second wake and realized, yeah. okay, so they got the first torpedo, yeah. but they didn't get the second. Right. And then what happens? Uh, well, unless we can flip this torpedo away, it's going to hit the carrier. Mm-hmm. And they are successful, mm-hmm. but it explodes. And for the second time in this issue, Captain Storm is blown off deck. Mm-hmm. This time when he comes to, there's no Streetwalker daughter around. <laughs> no. It's JG and the Admiral. Yeah. And the Admiral, uh, well, Captain Storm says, I want to explain, sir. Let me explain. And the Admiral says, what do you want to explain? That you, quote unquote, dove overboard to be with your real command? This Admiral's not going to face any military discipline for having a greasy deck. <laughs> He's going to say that Captain Storm dove intentionally off the aircraft carrier to get back to his original boat. Maybe. And that grease is just going to stay up there. What if a plane lands? Well, he doesn't run a tight on the ship. Grease. Nope. Nope. Somebody's got to be responsible for that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thanksgiving's ruined if a plane lands there and slides off into the ocean. <laughs> That's a b- expensive piece of equipment. Yeah. Well... All's well that ends well. Captain Storm is back where he belongs mm-hmm. on the deck of his PT boat. No grease there. Yeah. Because they don't cook there. They have uh, ration packs. Yeah. I mean, they, they spend, they go out every day. I don't, they don't go out at days at a time, for days at a time. No. They hunt they, along the shoreline. And if usually. things are slow, they have, um, they make little paper clip and thread fishing hooks and they get fresh fish out of the ocean they probably have rations on board and if all else fails they chew on captain storm's wooden leg <laughs> and they do have the ability to cook they probably have equipment there because so what if something were to happen and they were stranded and they had to go to an island that's something that they could do it's like a little camp stove situation sure sure now i know what you're thinking listener that's an awfully short story for a long podcast right we thought that too that's why there's a second story. We don't usually do these second stories in the military comics no, because we don't know what we're talking about. It was so good. This second story should have been the feature story. Mm-hmm. In fact, there should be a whole comic series about what we're about to tell you. Yes. The hot spot, hot shot flyboys were bug-eyed. That's a lot of hyphens in right? one sentence. Hot shot flyboys were hot bug-eyed. Hot flyboys were bug-eyed at the way the fledgling pilot handled his P-47 in his first dogfight. Even the eagles with 50 sorties to their credit couldn't make a plane do nip-ups. Also hyphenated. The way the kid could. Could he really have learned that? At his mama's knee? What? My mother was a spad pilot. A lady pilot? Right. Are you kidding me? So we've got this splash page with She's them. a spad. <laughs> My mother the spad. Remember that show? Uh, no. My Mother the Car. Okay. With uh, Jerry Van Dyke and Ann Southern. Was it My the, Mother the Car? My Mother the Car. The guy's mother died and uh-huh. her ghost possessed a car that he bought uh-huh. and... Uh, talked to him while he was driving around it's widely considered the worst sitcom ever created was that during the writer's strike no it was during uh 50s or 60s yeah and it's why jerry van dyke was never as famous as his brother because that was his first outing oh my goodness television jerry van dyke was funny too very funny when he came back on coach remember coach Uh yeah that was a great show that was a great show wow 
Rob. Mm -hmm. Get an eyeful of that wing over. He never learned that in training school. That's a pilot observing our feature character. I'd hate to be in that kraut pilot's bucket seat right now. He's stewed meat for the kid. Rat-a-tat-tat-a-tat-tat. So what we're seeing is a couple, uh, there are three American fighter planes. Yeah. And um, there's one German uh-huh. German, yeah, yeah, it's German fighter plane. WW two, the big one, the second big one. So um, the the comments that you're hearing about, you know, that 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 kids, where do you learn to fight like that? You know, um, is are from two pilots that are also engaged in the fight, but the kid is fighting in a very unconventional way. Well, he's doing nip ups, mm. whatever those are. I have no idea. And the kid turned on a dime, got onto the Nazi's tail, and cut loose. How's that, mom? Give me a passing grade on that one. He's thinking out loud. Of he's course thinking. he's thinking, but then they ask him about his mom in the next page. So, yeah, he's thinking these things. Another German fighter hooked into the kid's tail, and this time it was tougher to shake him off. He's wise to all the new stuff, mom. <laughs> Guess I got to pull one of the oldies out of your hat. <laughs> he's got a terrible voice in his head. The kid banged the throttle partly closed. His P-47 slowed up like he'd slam on the brakes in thin air. Good thing he had air brakes. <laughs> <laughs> no hurry, Kraut. I'll give you the right way, the right of way. Be right with you in a minute. Kraut, of course, is politically incorrect slang for well, a course, German soldier. This is the 1960s, and this is a World War II. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. The young Yank gave the German a farewell pat on the plane with his guns. Hey, Mom, it worked. <laughs> That's twice you pulled your little sunny boy out of the soup with good advice. Remind <laughs> me to ask you more questions about dog fighting. <laughs> Speaking of dogfighting, have you been catching up with Mary Worth? No. Oh, my goodness. As you know, I unironically love to read Mary Worth. And there was a big dogfighting ring in Santa Royale. And uh, Mary Worth, certain that the police would appreciate her help, just staked out the dog park because her neighbor Saul's dog, Greta, got kidnapped they assumed by the dog napper they never proved it but okay. that was the assumption they found greta she's her bow tie was intact and uh maryworth staked out the park and she saw a suspicious looking character so she called the police non-emergency number and wouldn't you know it it was a dog napper they uncovered all the little dogs that he kidnapped for bait oh. and then greta the dog with the bow tie she was so depressed so saul took her to the vet yes and she heard a noise at the vet, and it was her little cellmate from the dog napper cages, Aww. Holly, who also now has an eye patch, just like Captain Storm will in the future. <laughs> so Greta with bow tie and her little friend Holly with, with the, the eye patch, patch. they're going to set up some play dates now. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so sweet. And that's all happened the past three weeks. Now tomorrow there'll be a new storyline, which always starts with the pool party at the Charterstone oh. condominium, which Mary Worth is the property manager for you love mary Worth. i love mary Worth. a very unironically you <laughs> truly love it um remember when speaking of mothers there's a little notebook i have of my mother had as a child where she sketched picture after picture of angel varden who was an actress character in mary worth comics uh-huh. in the 40s uh-huh that's the, that's it that's the oh. story okay okay i didn't my realize daughter. your mother was a sketch artist yes <laughs> Well, and that's going to, hopefully, in this new storyline, maybe Angel Varden will come back. Mary did have an affair with a Broadway star. 
Did she? Glenn Glennerson. I can't remember what his name was, but it was something alliterative. <laughs> Later, back in Britain's foggy climb. Hey, Baxter, who's this mom you keep talking about? Tell me. I'm sorry, what is he talking about? Don't tell me. Oh, I see. I, I see. Forgive me, listener. Let me try that again. Okay? Yeah, try it again. We'll do take two. Hey, Baxter, who's this mom you keep talking about? Don't tell me. It's the airborne truth, Harry. Mom's my mother. What I know about flying came mostly from her. Oh, God, your voice for him is the It best. started long before I was born when mom was a schoolgirl and dad was just a kid fooling around with a new toy called a Jenny. I know. I'll love it up in the sky, Mike. Come on, honey. Jenny will take us to the moon. A Jenny, of course, is a biplane, a World War I era biplane. What if this fellow's parents talked like my parents? Okay. Um, let me see. I'll do your mom's voice. Okay. Okay. Come on, honey. Jenny will take us to the moon. I know. I'll live it up in the sky, Mike. Is that a good imitation of your mom? That's pretty good, I guess, when she was younger. Oh. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> So the girl was soon soloing. A girl pilot yeah. flying a plane all by herself How about in World that? War One. How about that? Clara can hedge hop, stall out, and start up. She's better with that plane than I'll ever be. She's a marvel, all right, Mike. If I were you, I'd marry her before some other pilot grabs her. Before they could tie the knot, Uncle Sam got into that first scrap they called World War One. W W One. I understand. Well, you skipped over. She's oh, wing walking. Oh, where, where, where? Oh, I, you're right. Panel. Yes, yeah, the, the panels are cut in a weird, weird angle. Yes, and okay. she's wearing pants. Yeah. Oh, like your grandmother was. Well, my grandmother was arrested for wearing pants she when she was. rode to town, and her brother had to go to town. Well, she rode punch, a horse. Rode a horse, yes. Uh, her brother had to go to town and punch the mayor in the nose. I think I told that story last week, and I'll probably tell it again next week. So, so Mike, Mike popped the question. Yeah. She said affirmative, and they courted up in the sky. Careful, honey. You do your mom's voice. Uh, it's fun, Mike. <laughs> Nothing to it. Don't get nervous. Just you keep this ship on even keel. That is a really good imitation of your mother's Thank voice. Thank you. Before they could tie the knot, Uncle Sam got into that first scrap they called World War One. Yeah. You understand, Clara. I had to enlist in the Air Corps. They need every man who can handle a plane. I know, Mike, but you're not getting away from me this easy. You'll see. Please, let's keep on doing this. Sure enough, one day in France, Mike dropped... <laughs> Mike dropped... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Your young mother has the most unattractive voice. <laughs> Sure enough, one day in France, Mike dropped over at the Red Cross truck for a cup of java and... Clara, what are you doing here? If you think I'll let one of those cute French mademoiselles steal my man away from me, you're crazy. Somebody's got to keep an eye on you. (laughs) Actually, this is nothing like any voice we do for my mother when we're imitating her. No, your mother goes... (laughs) We do imitate your mother, right? This is a true story, which I don't think I've ever told. Uh, When I was a teenager, I'm the youngest of four children. So apparently my parents had redone their kitchen in the 60s while my mother was pregnant with me. True. And then when I was a teen, they were redoing it again. So they stripped all the wallpaper off Mm -hmm. of the kitchen. Wallpaper is a very common thing, young listener. And... 
you think I only have one sketch artist in the family. <laughs> Underneath the wallpaper behind the stove was a sketch that my father had made with wallpaper paste. <laughs> so it's big. Uh, a stick figure of my pregnant mother. So it was like a side view, uh, like an Alfred Hitchcock profile, then, but with an added pregnant stomach. Uh-huh. And a word balloon coming out of her mouth saying, flap, flap, flap. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> she'd been directing the kitchen renovations <laughs> at that time. Your father drew in Walter's <laughs> I love that story so much. Oh, I wish I'd oh. take the picture of it. But of course, we didn't carry cameras in our pockets back then. No. So in France, Lieutenant Mike Baxter gave the Henny Fockers. Yeah, Henny Fockers. The what? A king size headache. Heine. Heine Hi- Fockers. Oh, Heine. I th- I, my glasses were, I thought those two ends. Heine huh. Fockers. Now, wait a minute. Heine Fockers. Yeah. You know what that means in German. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he goes. Oh, let's well, see. come on. What? Well, come on. Heine, you know Heine's what that like, means. It, well, uh, Heine. Okay. But that's not what it means. It's like Heinrich. Heinrich fuckers. Fuckers. That's not better. <laughs> okay. Surprise. While you were looking for me to go this way, I decided to go that way. Is this your father or, or is this? Uh, yeah, this is yeah. your father. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Surprise. <laughs> While you were away looking for me to go this way, I decided to go that way. And this is where we meet. And when he touched down back at the base, he and Clara, my mom, would review the day's work. So I came up and around right into his side and gave him a few slugs. If I'd have been that German pilot, Mike, I'd have throttled down, let you come across my nose and given you what you gave him. The what for? Later, in a dogfight, Clara was right. It works if I keep listening to her. I'll always stay one jump ahead of these aces. You know, my mother would have said the same thing. Listen to me. She would have. You'll always, and it'll all work out. She always say, she who must be obeyed, she would say. Yeah. Then, one night, just before the outfit was slated to fly a dangerous morning mission, Mike and Clara took the big jump. They're being married by the chaplain. Yes, and the, the two people, two onlookers are saying, poor kids, not even time for a honeymoon. But they're in love. They'll have the rest of their lives to make it up if Mike lives through this crazy war. So Mike Baxter did a little too much celebrating with the boys that night because... Wait a minute. But, yeah, well, he should have been with his wife. He gets married and then goes drinking with the boys? What? I smell trouble. <laughs> because uh, came the dawn. Um, wow, that snoring's just got to get that spad... Oh, sorry. Wow, that snoring. You just got to get that spad pilot moving, Mrs. Baxter. Pilot Baxter will be ready. Now go and stop worrying. <laughs> so she leans over to him and whispers in his, whispers in his ear. Which is absolutely what your parents... Like, your dad would have drunk himself into a stupor. Yes. Yes. Uh, she whispers into his ear. You're in no condition to fly, <laughs> handsome. You'd be a menace to yourself and everybody else. <laughs> oh, listeners so, don't know your mother. <laughs> the uh, pilots are warming up their engines because mm. they've got to go fight the Germans, I guess. And they look over and see someone wearing Baxter's uniform climbing into a plane. Yep. Yeah. There's Baxter. Can't blame the guy for being a little late. I'd hate to leave a pretty gal, too, if I just got married. Okay, let him fly. Um, now, one thing my mother could not have done is fit into my father's flight. <laughs> <laughs> uniform. Ah, that's so true. She was always a buxom. She was uh, a, uh, was that, 
Yeah. Ample. 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 When uh, she was athletic in college. Yes, she was queen of archery in high school mm-hmm. and played field hockey. Um, when my mother met her future father-in-law, mm-hmm. he was very impressed with the size of her appetite. <laughs> and he said, Jean, is there anything you won't eat? And she said, no, sir. I don't believe there is. No, sir. I don't believe there is. <laughs> and he said, do you like parsnips? And she said, oh, I love parsnips. That's the voice. I love parsnips. Yes. And uh, my grandfather said, anybody eat a parsnip but eat horse manure. (laughs) (laughs) And that's... Because your dad was from West Virginia. Yes. Dunbar. So was his father. Yeah. I never knew my grandfather on that side. And your mother was from Ohio. Yes, but there, thereafter, the rest of her life pretended she was from West Virginia, not yeah. from a privileged upbringing in Columbus, no, Ohio. She was a daughter of an attorney. Yes. Uh, and and her mother was in the Beauceant. Her mother was the Supreme, past supreme, past president. supreme president of the Beauceant. Yeah. Your mother grew up very well-dressed in a very affluent family. Yes. In Upper Arlington. No, no. they were in Marble Cliff. Oh, okay. Which is adjacent to Upper Arlington. It's Upper Arlington it's, adjacent. Yes. Yes. Upper Arlington wishes it was Marble Cliff. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, uh, your mother didn't speak like she was raised in money. No. Or didn't have a care. No. No. She talked like she was born and bred in the woods. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a deeper issue. It has to do with her mother being Supreme President of the Beauceant. We being don't need to difficult. get into that. Being yes. quite hard on your mother. Yes. Yes. So back in his quarters, Mike Baxter woke up suddenly fuzzy-eyed and with butterflies doing wings over his stomach. Wow, look at the time. Oh, wow, look at the time. Nobody woke me. The outfit's up and away by now. I'll get myself court-martialed unless I figure out a way to catch up with him. Isn't that the worst? When you wake up and realize you've missed something important, all because you were drunk or hungover or just didn't wake up? That... (laughs) Literally never happens to me. I'm an early riser and I never do that sort of thing. Well, it has happened that both of us have woken up late. Well, yes. Yes. One more than one time in my life, that's for damn sure. Um, and even stone cold sober, oftentimes I've uh, missed meetings that I myself <laughs> set up. <laughs> just because I forgot, I'm just a muddlehead. I don't like having to get to the airport early in the morning because it means I'll never have the right kind of sleep the night before. Yeah. You, you can trust our listener. You can say the right kind of bathroom experience before you have to go to the airport. That's it. Yeah, that's true. So, out on the empty tarmac, Mike saw a spare sped on the lane. I'm lucky. That sped in the repair shop is mended. The crew keeps it gassed and ammoed up. I know where the outfit is heading. I can still catch up. That's a slow sprint across the tarmac if he got time to get all that out. In his <laughs> Especially in his West Virginia thrall. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of the squadron was flying fighter escort on a bombing run. The Heinies saw the Yanks come and sent up a nasty reception committee. This is your mom's voice. Well, this is uh, my mom's voice. And also, look at those pretty mascara eyes behind the <laughs> fighter goggles. She had time to put on her makeup. Uh-huh. This is it, Mike! <laughs> Now I'll see if I can make take my own advice in combat where it counts. So Clara Baxter became a SPAD pilot. Yep. 
Off she goes into the wild blue yonder. Uh, now, she's pulling all kind of tricks. She thinks, I got to remember how I did that to tell Mike about it when I get back. If I get back. Right. So that's the end of part one. Let's go to part two. Yes. Conclusion of my mother was a frockly spear. Oh, wait. My mother was a spad pilot. My mother was a, an abandoned puppy. Ah, your mother smokes corn silk. <laughs> Mike Baxter's buddies saw an aerial show that day. No, they don't know it's not Mike. They no. say married life must agree with Mike the way he's slewing his ship across the sky like nobody I ever saw before. He's a one-man squadron. The crowd interceptors crowded together to get at the spad flown by Clara Baxter. Clara can't think of a gimmick to get out of this mess. The other boys have enough troubles of their own to help me. Poor Mike. We never even got to say goodbye. But that is when Mike Baxter himself showed up. Mike Baxter in the spare spad swoops in. Scram, Krauts. Let's even the odds a little. Rat-a-tat-a-tat-a-tat-a-tat. As Mike took a good look. Hey, that's my plane. Who's in it? No, it couldn't be. The other plane flies up alongside, and who do you think it is? Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Do as much for you sometime. Ah, Clara, you shouldn't be here. This is no place for a woman. The Fockers. <laughs> to be clear, it's F-O-K-K-E-R-S, which yeah. means something nasty yeah. in German. Uh, it's a type of plane. Uh, the Fockers kept coming, and the flak was so thick you could practically walk home on the metal. If I ever get out of this alive, I'll turn that gal over on my knee. Oh. Woman's place is in the kitchen, not in the sky, filled with hot lead. Uh, another discrepancy. If my father had ever raised a hand against my mother, oh, he would uh, not have a hand. No, he would have had a fist right in his face. Yes. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that would never ever... She'd, your mother would never have put up with that. No. 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 <laughs> no. Finally, the enemy caught up with Mike and Clara Baxter. Slugs ripped into the side of Mike's spad. Fucker. Stitch me good. <laughs> up and down the arm. Shoulder. Can't move. My whole left side. And I got locked jaw. <laughs> what? Oh, that story. I don't even know that there's a story. We just, for some reason, we delight in saying in my father's uh, accent. The, well, the words I are... Just, I, I got locked on. Yeah, we would... <laughs> I don't know when we made that up, but we... I don't know. But we would go... <laughs> we, 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 we won't move our mouth to go... I got locked on. <laughs> now... Oh, that's the worst. Uh, some ammunition hits Clara's gas tank, and she starts draining gas. Yeah. Uh, She's lucky it didn't explode, but it's leaking all over the ground. And they flew wing to uh, wingtip to wingtip while both tried to control their ships. Yeah, and Mike's injured. He can't use his one arm. Yeah. And he's passing out. And he's passing out. So she says, um, She's all, I'm almost out of gas now. You do that. <laughs> Um, I'm almost out of gas now. Still over German territory. Mike's about to pass out, but we both gotta live. We must. Just one chance in a million. And then Clara Baxter tied the stick and started climbing out of their of her stricken spat. She's wing walking. She's wing walking in the middle of battle. Can you guess what I'm going to do, Mike? Sure you can. <laughs> You're planking carry too. <laughs> she wing walks, jumps over to Mike's plane onto his wing, gets in the cockpit, 
and guides the plane down to the ground. Meanwhile, her ship is flaming and plummeting to the ground and just happens to hit another German Fokker. Two. On the way I think down. she takes out two Fokkers, right? Probably. <laughs> two German Fokkers. Now but they're being chased by another yeah, one. There's one more left still on their tail, mm-hmm. and she's got one gambit left. And a passed-out husband. Passed-out husband, of course. Husbands are no good. Mm-hmm. Present company excluded. Uh-huh. Uh, Clara points the plane straight down into power dive with 10 feet left before she crashes nose first into the ground. She levels it out, pulls up. Do you think this German's going to be able to do it? Well, it looks like he is. But well, he's not because he, he hit the barn. It's a, it's a barnstormer. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, he's dead. She lands the plane. She knows the farmer saw them land, so she's got to skedaddle out of there because mm-hmm. if she's caught, Mike's, Mike's going to be court-martialed. court-martialed. Because he was laying drunk in the barracks while everyone was getting flying up in the air. Mm-hmm. They found Mike patch him up, and piled on a load of metals on his chest. He thinks they're pinning them on the wrong spad pilot. Clara should be standing here in my place. But she swore me to silence. I guess we're lucky he didn't think, i am got all these medals now, and Clara can go back to the kitchen where she belongs, and then I'm going to put her over my knee. Hmm. That was the story of uh, that was the story of World War II pilot George Baxter told his buddies. Yep. Of course, Dad got back into action and knocked down a few Jerry's on his own. So he had two aces in the family. Only one of them had to keep Mom about it. Man, you expect us to swallow a yarn like that, Baxter? You must be airsick even while you're on the ground. Suddenly, a flight of spanking new P-51s touched down on the strip, flown from the United States by the S. A C something Air Corps Strategic Air Command. Oh, okay. Uh, now these must be pretty good pilots to fly them all the way from the U.S. of A. I wonder who they are. Well, this little chap, Baxter. I can't remember his first name. Yeah, Mike Junior. Oh, Mike George. Junior. George. George. <laughs> uh, says I'm going to introduce you to the squadron leader. I just happen to know them. Right. Who do you think the squadron leader is? He says, boys, meet mom. Hi, Georgie! That's the end it's of the It's his story. mom as the squadron leader. Now, that's a little inaccurate because there were uh, women pilots that would ferry new planes from the factories to the bases, but only within the continental United States. Oh, they, they didn't, didn't fly take to Europe. No. Okay. Um, I googled and googled to see if this could be true, and it's... It's not. But... Uh, thumbs up, everyone, for writing this story of the 60s. 1966, having... thank you very much for all the crap that we hear about women and that we read about yeah. women in these, in these rags. Except for the one line about putting her over your knee. Yeah. Well done. But that was a thing in popular culture that was, a, that was kind of expected that a man could spank his wife. Oh, sure. Yeah. For, you know, not vacuuming good enough or for bad coffee. Oh, that's coffee commercials. Mm-hmm. Bad coffee commercials? Yes. Oh. But this is a nice story, and I'm so glad Great story. that beautiful, we agreed to go through it. Beautiful Jean Collin art. Uh, yeah. Well, I can't remember what we saw a couple weeks ago that he drew, but... Fantastic panels. Yep. Yeah. Action packed. Mm-hmm. A lot more fun to read than that other one. Uh, yeah, that kind of storm story was... Mm. Maybe this is why he's going was, to be canceled into uh, issues. God. Yes. Bluck. Mm-hmm. 
Well, maybe we should look at some more of these secondary stories. We don't know what we're missing. Am I right? <sighs> well, you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes well, they're cowboys and stuff. You know? Yes, and sometimes, you know, we read one story and then we have to take a nap immediately, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I laid down to take a nap. I read the story in bed thinking I was going to take a nap, and I didn't take a nap. I just wasn't tired. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dear editor, Captain Storm is one of the few books on the stands that's real Navy. Really? Is the Navy very boring and <laughs> have greasy decks? <laughs> I guess they do. Dear editor, I have been wondering if you were a foot soldier and not a specialist in any kind of weapon, which of the following would be the best? Number one, a Browning automatic rifle. Number two, Tommy gun. Number three, uh, am I Garand rifle? Me Garand? Is that a foreign word? I have no idea. Uh, or the MI carbine. Your friend Larry Lindsay, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Dear Mr. Lindsay, my choice is a portable typewriter at 10 paces with a solid black ribbon and a ballpoint pen. Robert, Robert Kaniger. <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't have anything else. No, this I mean, no, these are all like um, all high boring army yeah. letters. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know the type. Hey, I like these. I did too. Yeah. Anything interesting planned for you for this week? Uh, well, I have my job, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday night is the musical episode of Star Trek Strange New World, so I'm oh, living for that. Oh my god, yes. And, uh, you know, just generally keep the house nice and make delicious dinners for my husband like a housewife is meant to do. I have a board meeting and a... Gross! Oh, I know, and I, apparently I have another doctor's appointment this week, so, uh, like, I've been, I'm going to see the dermatologist. Oh, you're falling apart, man. No, 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 I'm trying to, uh, you know, trying to keep my skin from breaking out, because I've got garbage skin, thanks to the gene- genetics of my parents. Well, you're a man of a certain age, so... Well, no, I've always had really bad uh, acne skin. No, skin. you no. Oh. fairly glow. Uh, fairly glow, yeah. So, anyway, um, and they'll do that, and uh, I mean, I don't know, I've just got not, you know, a board meeting this week just work you know and then i guess we'll go see a show next weekend yes we'll see a local theatrical and uh we'll be back next week with a gorilla cover issue so i'll just leave you guessing at that everyone it's not what you expect no you can find us on social media at gogo check pod you can rate and review us on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your free podcasts from because we're everywhere and you can find us right back here next week with a gorilla oh no yeah it's it's true okay Bye. bye